Hi, podcast listeners. This is Nicole. Claudia and I are busy working on episode four. We're uncovering new family secrets and even more family members I didn't even know I had. I had to promise her or I couldn't talk to you. But she said I'd never see or hear from you or her again. While you're waiting for the next episode, we thought we'd give you a taste of what this podcast journey has been like for me. We're going to play you a story I told at a live storytelling event in Portland called Backfence PDX in 2013. As you'll see from this story, keeping secrets is deeply embedded in my family. I had learned to do it too. When I was 23, a palm reader told me my father was alive, which was a surprise. And then I got it confirmed by my family members. And then I called the Dr. Laura show. And then I got a book deal with a giant book publisher to do a whole graphic memoir about it. And I was about to tell my mom, because I had to, because it had been five years of making the book and not telling her. And as I was about to tell her, she was like, I really want to come visit you. And I said, great. And she said, why don't I come January 18th? And I was like, oh, wow, that's four days before the book comes out. So I said, sure, but I did a comic book about the dad thing. Um, I made it sound very small. I said it's, it was kind of art therapy. And she's like, you know, art therapy can be so powerful. And I said, I know, right? Um, so that's, that was her understanding of the book, was it was like a comic book about the dad thing. And then she was going to come visit right before the book was released. And so in the days leading up to her visiting, a giant review was in the Willamette Week and the Mercury. And it was on like Slate.com and this and that. And everyone I saw on the street was like, hey, come into your reading and can't wait for the book. And wow, your family's so crazy. And I wanted to not run into them when my mom was in town. So I went to America's Contacts and Eyeglasses and got contacts. Because nobody recognizes me without my glasses. Because I've had them for 15 years. So I went to America's and I got some contacts. And I was like, this is going to be great. We'll just go to like random places on 82nd Street where I never normally go. And like maybe we'll take a day trip and we won't see anybody I know. And no one will say, oh, this giant book expose. So she came to visit and it kind of worked. I had a headache every day because I'm not used to wearing contacts. And the, like one time we were at the movie theater and I was like, yeah, let's get some popcorn. And then I realized someone in front of me who's very well-meaning, uh, like someone I knew was right there. And I was like, I'm gonna go get a seats. And I like ran away because I was afraid he would recognize my voice and say, hey, Nicole, is that you? I can't wait for your book. So my mom was okay and she didn't hear about the book. And then um, there was one last hurdle, which was, Sunday, and this was last Sunday, I knew there was going to be a giant feature about me in the Oregonian. The person had come to my house and taken a picture of me, and they're like, it's gonna be on the cover of the A&E section. And I was like, oh, that's really great. But my mom was leaving on Sunday. So I got through all the other days, and I had this one day left. She was leaving Sunday morning. So the night before I asked the hotel desk, I said, what newspapers do you provide? And they said, oh, the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times. And I was like, that's great, thank you. And then I was like, okay, all we have to do is get her to the airport and it's gonna be fine. So um, we stopped at the hotel for breakfast and we're eating breakfast in the hotel dining room. And I casually said, mom, what are you gonna read on the plane? And she said, you know, I love reading the Sunday paper. You know, when you guys, you don't have to walk me in, just drop me off at the door of the airport. I'm gonna go in and get the Sunday paper and just read it on the plane. I love a local Sunday paper. And then it was like a horrible sitcom, uh, but it was my real life. And I was like, 
Because every other thing I had done, the contact lenses and 82nd Street and running away from my friends, like was all in vain if she was gonna find this whole feature about her and me in the Sunday paper. So I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then my uh, partner, Katie said, me too. And then we went to the bathroom and it was like a bad movie where we were like, what are we gonna do? I said, stop for gas. Say we have to stop for gas. And she was like, we just got gas yesterday. She knows. And I was like, say you need chapstick. And then I'll go in and I'll get the paper. And she was like, but that's not gonna work. And she was like, Nicole, she texted me under the table. And she was like, Nicole, you need to just tell her because even if you get the paper and take out the A&E section, you're gonna be in the table of contents and she's gonna find out and it's gonna be really messed up. And I was like, fine. And then we got back to the table and I realized, thankfully, that I really needed to go have a giant explosion of the contents of my entire body. And I was like, I'll be right back, I have to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom and then I walked back to the table again, second time. And I was like, oh, I feel really nauseous. And my mom started feeling concerned and was like, why? And I said, I don't know, maybe it was the coffee, I don't know. And so then my partner said, why don't we stop at a Rite Aid on the way to the airport? And I said, okay. Uh, and so then we were driving to the airport. This was just a few days ago, like 32 years old. We're driving, to the, we're driving to the airport, we stop at a Rite Aid and I like crutched into the Rite Aid. And my mom said, do you want me to go with you? And I was like, no. And then we got in and I went up to the counter and I said, do you guys have the Sunday paper? And they said, yes. And I like ran over there. And then I got like a text from my next door neighbor who was like, saw you in the paper. And I got like a text from some other random people like, saw you in the paper, great thing in the paper. And I like grabbed a Sunday paper and I ripped out the A&E section and I like watered it up and put it in my pocket. And then I was like, oh God, I have to buy some anti-nausea pills. And I have like $90 in my bank account, but I bought this like $8 ginger gum. So it looked like I got an anti-nausea thing, but then I could eat it in front of my mom without making myself sicker. And so then I, oh, I went out to the car and I had the newspaper and the gum and then we're driving to the airport and she's like, oh, it's so crazy, you got so sick. And I was like, I know. And then we are going to the airport and she's like taking out her dollar bill and she's like, this is for the guys at the Sky Cab because I like to give them a nice tip. And um, I was like, wow, that's really not enough. Oh, that's great. And then um, we pull up to the airport and we get out and I hand her the newspaper and um, I give her a hug and I looked her in the eyes and I was like, mom, don't forget that I love you. <laughs> and then she looked me in the eyes and said, don't you forget either. And then she left and that was it. Thanks. <laughs> that's it for this week. Episode four of Relative Fiction will show up in your feeds next week. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail at 503-293-1993 or email us at relativefiction at opb.org.